So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. This is Dr. Chris here. Um, good. Okay. What's up, Vince? How are you, my man? <laughs> you laughing at me, man? You laughing at me? Laughing I'm laughing. Me, I'm laughing at your bouncies. Absolutely. I'm laughing at the fact that you uh, that that is your way of testing. You say, like, "Oh, we good? We good? Are okay, we good? yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're." Good. <laughs> wow. So, uh, SK Nation still racking up on the views. Uh, you know, Vince. The more I learn about technology, the more I absolutely despise it. So that's uh, that's man, my that's my take on technology, and right now I'm sticking to it. Um, yeah, we're here, you ready to rock? We're and here, roll? baby. We are. Yeah, <laughs> we are here, baby. Yeah, we are here, baby. All right, all right. Uh, SK Nation, let me know if uh, you guys can hear Vince and I. Um, the there's no uh, the screen is good too no delay everything no, no delay we've had no problem right. with delay at all bro so if Very you good. switch over the service they did you well sweet sweet all right sweet all right so we're back in business and now and then so Streamyard is just looking brand new on me too i'm trying to wait for the comments to come up i don't know what the heck's going on here all right, until then, let's jump into uh, Raw. We start off with Cody Rhodes. Uh, started, start off with Miss TV. Okay, here we go. Here's the comments. The comments just put them up, Chris. What's up? <laughs> awesome. Uh, awesome Sauce wants to see the uh, uh, the bounties. People are happy that I got my Wi-Fi connection together. Yeah, so so um, here's the thing, man. I had a Wi-Fi connection. I'm, I was really serious about, you know, I'm a podcaster. I have six shows a week, and I, I'm really serious about, uh, you know, having top quality. And so I was promised uh, here, and uh, there's a, there's some local services, and one was like, okay, we'll give you this, and it was just a big farce. It was horrible for a number of weeks, and so I've got. I was able to, I know some people who know some people who were able to give me some really top quality stuff. So that is good. I'm really, really happy about that. And so uh, that, that makes me happy. But there was some some technical stuff with the sound on both of our ends heading to the show, but we are here now. Uh, let's start off with actually Ricky starting off 
with the $2 super chat. Thank you, Ricky. Who woke up after this garbage show? Who woke up after this garbage Chris, can I make show? a blanket statement to open up this show? Absolutely. Chris, I'll never understand this. Like, Chris, if there was a... Uh, let's talk Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Okay. Say Ohio State is in a dreadful, dreadful slump for a couple of years. And say they they say, okay, what were we doing different in the glory years? Mm-hmm. Then they will go back. They'll, they'll look at footage from the glory years. Uh, they'll look at the coaching staff. They'll look at the playbook. What did we do differently that this period uh, of time was so successful. Okay. Well, when you look at, when you look at professional wrestling, bro, not just the WE professional wrestling, when was it at its most successful? It was clearly at its most successful when writers were writing the show. You had characters, you had storylines, and then the talent paid off that story in the ring through psychology. Chris, I'm telling you, if if there is one, one writer employed by both the WWE and AEW right now, I don't know why they employ any writers. There is no writing on this show. I, I mean, absolutely none. I don't watch Dynamite. I, I watch Rampage. There's no writing on Rampage. There's no writing, bro, on any of these shows. So when you hear about the WWE having 25 writers, what for? I, I mean, bro, literally, bro, take all your talent names, put them in a hat, and let them pick out who their opponents are going to be. Yeah. Because every story mm-hmm. is the same. We, we, we just want to fight you. Bro, I, I swear to God, we've said this a million times, Chris. They are blatantly putting a house show on television. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. And, and the house show is reacting like a house show would react because mm-hmm. they're excited to be there. But my God, bro, every single week, this is the second week off of WrestleMania. And we are right back to start, Chris. We are right back there, bro, just like we predicted. Yeah, I was going to say, we forecasted that, you know, weeks before WrestleMania, that it would be just, you know, back to square one uh, right after WrestleMania. So that's unfortunate. I mean, you you do this opening segment, bro, with, with Miz and Cody Rhodes. Chris, 18 minutes, 18 yeah. minutes does to get to a match where, you know, Cody's going over. Yeah. Does anybody care about the Miz at this point? Like anybody, it's the same thing. What is it? Wash, rinse, repeat. What? It's mm-hmm. the same thing. You know, Cody's going over in his first match. So you spend 20 minutes yeah. setting up a predictable match, Chris. That's how yeah. you start the show. Yep, absolutely. And <clears throat> it was uh, one of those things that you knew that, like you said, you, you knew that Cody was going to like it was it didn't even lead to a match. It wasn't like we didn't know the match was coming. And then somehow the segment led to a match. 
the segment was based on them already having a match. Like the Miz talked about that even before Cody came out. You know what I mean? So I was I was looking at that and I was just like, so what exactly is the point here? Where where are we getting at here? You know, like what was the point of the segment? It wasn't even a build to like a uh, another match. It wasn't a build to something more intriguing. It wasn't a main event. It was just a middle of the show match that had no main event quality to it it was just it was nothing it, it, it was just a waste of time and, and, and like bro who cares about the back and forth so the people there can ooh and awe like like who cares right. anything they said who cares yeah. who care yeah. like who cares about anything you're saying bro indeed uh <clears throat> p kirsting said russo made it good hire russo and then fire the 25 duds that can't write a child's book I wonder what these people do every week. Like, what do these writers do all week long? What do they do? What's the credentialing? Like, what, what, what you know, <clears throat> what do you, what's, what's hireable? What makes you hireable? What, what type of uh, resume do you need to, to, to do this? So, well, at the end of the day though, Vince, um, it, it, so the people are writing, but ultimately, Vince McMahon has ultimate veto power. So, I mean, there's been, there was, there was countless amount of reports, you know, for years, especially when Eric was, Eric and Bruce did their type of director thing. It was just, they would get vetoed all the time. So, yeah. you know, ultimately it's just Vince McMahon yeah. putting a kibosh on something he didn't like if he didn't like it. Uh, next we have Veer Mahan. The defeating Dominic Mysterio. Oh, before before that, the belt versus title thing. So uh the belt, he said belt, Cody said belt. Belt is a forbidden word in WWE. You can't say belt, you gotta say title. I know that was a thing. Vince had a thing about belt versus title because you were you belt held up your pants. Well, You've the big there with the, the big thing when I was there, it wasn't belt, bro. God forbid you said strap. If you strap. said strap, yes, yeah, strap was the word that drove him absolutely over the edge, really? bro. Really? Why? Yeah, that, that was, I have no idea, bro. No idea. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> strap. You gonna you gonna put the strap on, Cody Vince? Yeah. <laughs> he hated the strap, bro. So funny, man. So funny. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Vermehan defeating uh, Dominic Mysterio. Dominic uh, Dominic Mysterio is a glorified enhancement talent. Enhancement talent nowadays, Vince. Bro, did they cover it all? Because I have to admit, I I, I wasn't sitting on the edge of my seat listening to the uh, commentary. Did they? Did they, I hope they said Ray wasn't there. I didn't hear. I didn't hear a lot of the commentary tonight either. Does anybody know watching? Did I, I'm I'm assuming they said Ray wasn't there because if they did not say that and Ray didn't come out while his son was getting killed, they must yeah. have had quite a fight at home, bro. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, so I hear. I, I see no, no mention. They didn't. So, so dad never comes out while his son's being stretchered out. Yeah. And here, here's the problem, Chris. Again, what, what the problem always is. 
No, who cares that you stretch out Dominic Mysterio because nobody cares about Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. So nobody can't. We, we don't care that he's getting stretched. Who cares? It's, it's if, not. If, if his father doesn't care, Chris, who is yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Your old pops isn't coming out to help you. You're getting stretched out. You're <laughs> you're getting a, a half camel clutch on you multiple times, and no Ray run it. You know what I mean? So either if they didn't mention that he was that he wasn't there. I mean, that makes it even worse. You're right. Yep. Why would we even care uh, if his own dad doesn't? So <clears throat> very true. Now, uh, when the pull aparts, uh, did I see Petey Williams out there? I noticed Sean Devari works with them as an agent. Did I see, was that Petey Williams? That, oh, I wasn't was watching closely enough. It could have been. I think Petey's uh, working with them now. Oh, really? Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Petey Williams, the, the Canadian yeah. destroyer. Now, the, uh, the, the origin of the, the originator of the Canadian destroyer when it actually meant something. Now it is yeah. grossly overused. Yeah. I wonder how Petey feels about the Canadian destroyer being grossly overused nowadays. So, yeah, I, I, I would be interested to know that. Um, so, Veer speaks, he cuts a promo, and uh, you, can know, you cannot unring a bell anymore, Vince. Now I'm now I'm continuing to look at his beautiful uh, black uh, tone of hair, man. Well, it's, I was I was I was kind of distracted from the hair this week because I couldn't understand, bro, why he cut the promo and he was sh- kept sh- he was shaking, he was shaking, bro. He sh- I'm like, bro, what, why are you shaking? I'm like, bro, calm down, yeah. Listen, here, relax, calm down, bro. bro. I, yeah. I don't know why why he w- was the shaking head, bro. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, he he's uh he's doing the old school heel promo. He some he's being fed to somebody though, Vince. Who is he being fed to? Cody? I have no idea, bro. Ultimately, who's he's got to like that's the that's the point of these minutes. I guess Ray, wouldn't it be years. Ray? I mean, wouldn't Ray Mysterio have to come back and seek revenge for putting Domin- uh, Dominic in the hospital? So this is to Put Ray over eventually. So he's got to well, be fed to somebody, though, Vince. He's going to be fed to who? Well, but if you're going to connect the dots, bro, you got to go to Ray here, no? I, I, otherwise, Ray don't give a crap about his own son, yeah, right? But but is all this six months of hype to put over Ray, though? I have like no he's got to be fed bro. to he's got to be fed to somebody. I don't like, know. SK Nation, what do y'all think? Who's going to be fed to? We get we get we got a Lashley. We got an Omos. Um, I don't think he's gonna be fed to Omos. Omos is a heel, so he's got to he's got to be fed to another babyface. Who who's the babyface gonna be? Who he's fed to? Because ultimately, when a heel does this, they're they they're getting all this heat to be fed to somebody. So who are who's go, who's he gonna be fed to? Maybe maybe uh, it's maybe it's gender. Jinder's uh, on SmackDown. He's got an Intercontinental Championships uh, match against Ricochet on uh, recess. Drew, uh, no, Drew's on Drew's on SmackDown, isn't he? Um, <laughs> Gilbert, <laughs> I'll pop for that <laughs> if, he, if he's fed the Gilbert. Uh, Ray, unfortunately, uh, as a comment. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Balor? No, I don't think Balor. I don't think he's going to be fed to Balor. No. Uh, a few people saying Finn. What do you think? What do you think, Vince? Is he being fed to Finn? Uh, uh, <clears throat> all this because Finn's with Theory. 
So he's got a title match. So I don't know. Doesn't unless he does, Finn does. Unless it's an it's an opportunity for him to do the demon thing again. Yeah, uh, perhaps. We shall Bro, see. You, you can't listen. We can go on here with the sports kid and nation all day long. You'll never you'll never make sense out of what they're doing. Never. That's why we can't logically come up with it because there's there's zero logic, bro. That that otherwise we would be able to say they're doing this to get to that. You can't. There's yeah. zero logic in anything that's, they do, bro. That's exactly why I'm being interactive and letting the SK Nation, yeah, you know, put you know chime in because yeah. this is all just absolutely ridiculous to me. This doesn't make any sense. Whatever, yeah, whatsoever. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, not making any sense, we get an earlier today segment. Earlier today, uh, AJ Styles cuts a promo, and all of a sudden, um, just just uh, immaculate timing. Damian Priest doesn't hear anything that AJ Styles is talking about, and he just so happened to just is you know uh, adjusting his wrists, and he's walking by. AJ for a fight to soon. Chris, let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. Yes. yes. Bro, do you know how big these arenas are? Like the, <laughs> that, like the chance that AJ's cutting a promo and that second, bro, again, this gets back to why can't AJ be looking for him? And then AJ finds him in the locker room. The yep. fact that this is a huge building. And AJ's there, and th- th- this is so ridiculous, bro. It's not even funny. This is such, this this insults every single wrestling fan with a brain watching this show. So, and they weren't they were in close proximity events, so <laughs> you couldn't hear anything that AJ was talking about. He was talking about if he sees you, he's going to lay hands on you, right? Yeah. So all of a sudden, he didn't hear any of that. He must have been super focused on this match against AJ Styles tonight. It was earlier today. So somehow he's dressed up, ready to go. AJ's late, I guess. And he's the one that's just kind of pacing backstage. Just so happy to be by AJ. Just immaculate timing. Just, just immaculate timing. I just I, I don't understand it. Like when, when I saw that, I said, "So he didn't hear anything." Oh, bro, you bro, said. bro again. You, you're putting pen to paper at three, four in the afternoon. Yeah, it, <laughs> that it, it this shows. is what you're going to get. This it is what you're going to get. Yep, and we didn't get any edge today, did we? No, hmm. we got the blue light, but no edge. We did. Speaking of blue light, we got uh, Damian Priest against AJ Styles, and that match literally ended with uh, him doing some type of gimmick where he uh, bows on his knee and he raises up his hands, and we get the blue purple lighting. And that was the end of the match. Yeah, yeah, there was no finish to the match. It was a non-finish. That was it. And somehow... AJ was outside of the ring and he was down enough. But the next time we saw him, he was able to go backstage and then talk about how mad he was that it was a non-finish. Why didn't he just get up and hit Damian Priest while he did his 
exactly in, 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 in the blue light exactly yeah. bro that that would have been cool that's exactly yeah. what should have happened bro yeah that, yeah again it made no sense uh and cody we go to cody rose defeating the miz uh, Rollins proposed the rematch to Cody. Cody says yes, and we get the Seth laugh. That's Bro, it. again, I just I, I I I I don't understand the Rollins character at all. But I will always put over, bro. This guy, this guy's paying a lot of money for his outfits. That those those are not cheap, and he's paying for them himself. So he yep. he's committing to the bit, Chris. But the problem is, we don't know what the bit is. Yeah. Like what yeah. what is the bit like bro if if you saw the uh movie The Joker with Joaquin Phoenix you mm -hmm. understood the joke you understood the character and you understood why he was deranged and demented you understood that clearly. Yeah. We we I I don't I I don't understand the laugh why he dresses the way he do, I don't understand any of it. He's committing to the bit but there's no description, clarification of what he's supposed to be doing. And it just keeps changing. Like, you know, it's different variations of different things. Like, I don't even know what Seth Rollins is right now. Like, you know, is he a he's the visionary? What is the visionary? When he was with the shield, he was the architect. Uh, you know. He was the Monday Night Messiah. I think from a gimmick standpoint, that that was probably the one that actually had the most direction to it because he was a babyface. He feuded against Bray Wyatt when he was the Fiend. The fans turned on him, so it made him turn into some like this cult-like, you know, figure bringing people to his fold because the fans, you know, turned on him, like legit turned on him. So there was some. You know, there there was some uh, intrigue in a sense to that. But after that, I mean, he did the visionary. He, he It was so many different variations of the same thing. I, I really don't know what Seth Rollins is. And then, Chris, we, we've said on the show, we know through the show he's married to Becky and they have a child. We know that through the show. So my question is, okay, bro, th this is a father and a husband. So this is how he acts at home? <laughs> like, th th this this is the guy at home dressing like that and acting like that and raising a child? Yeah. Like, you see what I'm talking about, bro? It's like you can't, you can't on the show recognize the marriage and they have a child and then he comes out and acts like this and like, yeah. oh, okay, so how's that parenting a kid? Bro, please. I, and like I said, I'm telling you, bro, this started by him popping people in the back with the laugh. That's how it started, bro. And, 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 and the costumes. So he, he's popping the boys in the back and we're sitting at home saying, okay, all right, okay. Yep. Indeed. Uh Ciampa cuts an interview. So this is where this is this is how they insert Tommaso Ciampa. So all this time in NXT, he he does a he's a part of the Andre Better Royal on SmackDown. And then 
they introduce him to the raw roster and then before even really getting out anything you have Ezekiel come out and he gets basically smoldered by the Ezekiel and Owens feud so this is how you introduce Tommaso Ciampa who spends all that time in NXT and think about what you just said there, Chris. You just said the the Ezekiel Owens feud. Mm-hmm. Bro, why does Owens care? <laughs> like I, I don't. We we just finished up with Austin, Austin. Yeah. and now you're obsessed as to whether or not this is a lie. Why? There's got to be a reason why. Otherwise, why do you care? What, what, why would Owens give a crap if this is really Elias? Why? Why, bro? And then Ciampa's just, I mean, they really booked Ciampa to just play along with it. Like, yeah, he's hes hes a Ezekiel. Like, that's, a, that's again, Vince, I've said this many times. Uh, NXT, Raw, Raw gets at least three times as much viewers as NXT does. Uh, typically around two and a half to three three times more viewers than NXT. So NXT gets a third of the viewers. Mm-hmm. So two thirds of the, of the total people you have to introduce Tommaso Ciampa to, and you can't assume that the 600, 500K, 600K that watches NXT is going to somehow translate over to all the 1.5 to 1.8, 1.9K that watches Raw. So you've got three times more people, but for somehow this is how you want to introduce Tommaso Ciampa to the you Raw know, roster. Bro, it's real funny too because I just started uh, uh, reviewing like Rampage. And think about this, Chris. Rampage has uh, is about half the audience of uh, Dynamite. Dynamite. Mm-hmm. All they do on Rampage, bro, is promote Dynamite. Yep. Now, wouldn't you assume, bro, that those people watching Rampage are already, wouldn't you assume yeah. that they yeah. spend so much time promoting a show that those viewers are already watching, bro? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it, it blows my mind, Chris. Yeah, it's it, like Rampage is starting to feel like a... Um... Uh, kind of, it's starting to feel like a more distinct B-rate show. Like at least that yeah. there was semi close in the very beginning, uh, but it's starting to stretch out more and more to feel like a yep. B-rate show. So, yep. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> next we had the Naomi defeating Liv Morgan. So Jimmy uh, Smith is his name. His name Jimmy Smith. Uh, the commentary, the play by play for Raw. SK Nation. Am I right on that, Jimmy Smith, the the play by play guy? But um, he he said that. So this was supposed to be the tag uh, match, the, the the tag title match, and uh, he said that Rhea can't come to the ring tonight because of protocol. And so, you know, a, a lot of people are su- suspecting that that's COVID protocol because they had to change the match. They were supposed to do the tag match, and most likely the heel turn tonight. So. That's that's what we got from that, and Liv Morgan takes the takes the fall tonight. 
just tonight <laughs> or has she taken the fall since she uh, beat sasha on uh smackdown did she really wow yeah, she wow, pinned her, yeah, pinned her yeah. clean yeah. see that's another thing like I, I swear to god bro out of all these people we've said rhea ripley looks like a star okay mm -hmm. bro i would i would i would also say bro i think sasha banks looks like a star mm -hmm. and on top of that bro she was in the mandalorian like mm -hmm. you, that's a big deal. I mean, that's a huge deal. I I don't know why they would put her in a tag team. I don't know why they would put Rhea Ripley in a tag team. These yeah. are individual stars. Once you put them in a tag team, bro, it diminishes that main event status. Uh, again, bro, that's why I always go back to did Sasha piss somebody off? Did she say, you know what? She should not be in a tag team. She is a legitimate star main eventer. She should be booked that way. Yeah. I think right now they want to put Sasha in some type of um, upper level spot because she's, she's, Sasha's done it all. I mean, she's, you know, she's had multiple championships on both, both ends. She's main evented, you know, she's, uh, you know, she's she's basically done it all. Her and Charlotte are, are basically very similar as far as achievement. Like those are the two right there, Sasha and Charlotte. So I think I think what it seems to me what they're doing is um, they still want her in some type of bigger role other than just being a random female that comes out there. And then her and Naomi used to be a tag team when they were heels team bad. It was her, Naomi, and Tamina. So it's there. They did a reunion. The reunion didn't really make sense of how, of how they came back, but I do think Vince. Let me know what you think about this. I do think that Sasha uh, is being used in this role to put Naomi over, and Naomi should be looked at as a star. Do you think that she's helping Naomi in this spot? Not really, bro, because mm -hmm. Naomi has been around for so long. And anybody that looks at N N Naomi, anybody, bro, knows that the system has been failing Na Naomi. Not Naomi. Mm -hmm. Naomi has not failed Naomi. It is the system, bro. Mm -hmm. So, no, I, 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 I don't, bro. I really think putting them in a tag match waters both, both of them down. I really I just, believe that. I I just don't see Naomi doing anything better than this, right? Because you know of I mean? because of creative. I oh I, yeah, I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that at all, yeah. bro. At all, Naomi is she should be among a, a legit top star, like consistently. I mean, you talk about merch, you know, the, the glow sticks, the merch, you know, the yeah. t-shirts. She can really be a trendsetter when it comes to being a legit star because yeah. you have to think about like not only is she good athletically but she can sell a lot of merch for the little girls out there wanting the glow you know sticks and the glow shirts yeah she's just ready made to be a legit star yeah both in the ring and the merchandise but yeah they've they've just crapped on her time after time and time again and it's it's not her fault it's it's creative no, it's not it's not her fault it is not her fault she is very 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 talented bro no very question talented. about it no question yep. i agree uh next we get uh vip lounge 
beforehand, it's uh, <clears throat> it's crashed by Bobby Lashley, and he gets what chance? I just Bobby Lashley is amazing in the ring, uh, but I, I'm not um, I'm not sold out. Never was sold. He he did a little better in TNA when he was a heel on the mic, but I've never been sold on Lashley in the mic. MVP was a good stick man for Lashley. Him cutting babyface promos by himself, I just he got what chance as a babyface? That pretty much says it all right there, Vince. Yeah. God, I used to love bro when we were at TNA, and and perhaps you remember her name because I don't remember it. Leslie was married at the time. Yeah, he he was engaged to Crystal Marshall. Okay, and she represented him like she mm-hmm. was kind of that was perfect bro mm-hmm. she she was very very attractive very very smart and was almost like a female agent mm-hmm. that was that was perfect for him when yeah. when they were together yeah she was talented too she was very talented. she was she was she was uh she kind of left the the wrestling scene and just yeah. you know never really came back um yeah. she was in wwe for a while too she was in that edge uh Vicky Guerrero thing for a hot second and uh, never really panned out uh, on that. But I think she was like uh, Teddy Long's like assistant or something like that for a hot second too when he was GM. So they they had her in a couple different spots. But yeah, uh, definitely, yeah, de- definitely someone who had a bunch of potential. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, MVP gives an explanation. Uh, Vince, what did you think about the VIP explanation? That did that make this angle make sense even more, or did it still not for you? I didn't care, bro. I I, I don't care. I just I don't care. I, I hate to sound like a broken right. I don't care about any of this. They're not giving me a say. There's nothing personal, bro. Let let me put it to you that way. All they want to do is fight each other. That that's all they wanted to do. So I I don't I don't care who wins the fight. They've got to give me something personal. They got to give me a reason. I don't care who wins a fight between these people. <laughs> we, and we can go, we can go, we can go down the line. I don't yeah. care who wins the fight. First of all, the fights aren't real. Th- that's number one. You've got to give me something personal, bro. There's nothing personal. So do you think that uh MVP? What do you think about like a new version of the hurt business? So MVP's angle is he was doing nothing, essentially messing around with a few of Rusev and Lana before he came in and he came in, he, he, you know, built up his credibility, made him the almighty star that he is. So, so MVP's angle is he was mad that he didn't bring him out at WrestleMania. That's that's the whole angle. I'm mad that you didn't bring me out at WrestleMania. Therefore, I'm going to join forces with the other person who decided not to bring me out to WrestleMania either, Omos. Bro, when you think about that, that's the angle. Oh, you know, the, uh, oh, you didn't bring me out of WrestleMania. Let, let's go to the casual fan. If a casual fan is watching this, what are they saying? Get over it, bro. That, that's what they're saying. Get over, They don't care. Like, get over it, bro. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's that's not enough to yeah. make 
people care. You know, bro, may, maybe he's got dirt on Lashley. Maybe Lashley's mm. got some deep, dark secret. I swear to God, bro, I, I, I've, I've just been watching on Netflix the, uh, the Blacklist um, with James Spader, and he's absolutely tremendous. But, bro, Spader's got a secret uh, that, you know, his daughter's trying to find out. Chris, they play that out for years. For years, and you're sitting at home like you don't know what, to, and they come so close for years. And then, Chris, when they finally reveal the secret, you thought all along you knew what it was, and it wasn't that. Mm. And, it, and I was like, holy crap, how could I be swerved? But that's what I'm talking about, bro. That's what you need. Lashley's got a skeleton in his closet that he mm -hmm. doesn't want. We that's what you need, bro. Yeah, we, that's intrigue. Bro, the, the casual fan, we know these fights are not real. So we're not gonna care if it's just about a not real fight. We're not gonna care about that. You gotta give me the story, bro. Yeah. Oh, I agree. You gotta get. You gotta give me the story. Let's throw this out there real quick. So, um, perhaps there's another. There's there's a new newly minted hurt business. Do you think that Cedric and uh, Shelton would uh, add a layer to Almost that he needs, or should it just stay Almost an MVP? I think it's just got to stay almost an MVP, bro, because it would be like bringing back something that they totally cut the legs off of. And again, those guys did not fail. I am not saying that. Those guys were going out there every week and busting their rear ends. It, it was not anything that they did. We saw it, Chris. Mm -hmm. We saw it out of nowhere. They would disband and wrestling each other. We saw it. It was nothing that they did. You yeah. can't put that together again because it wouldn't mean anything, bro. Yeah, and it was a really – it was lightning in a bottle, man. It was a really, really good faction. Yeah. Um, yep. And, bro, think yeah. about it too, Chris. It was right around Black Lives Matter. Mm. Are you kidding me, bro? Mm. It was right there. If you can't get that over, bro, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, next we have uh, backstage. We, we do the – 24-7 segment, The Bachelor Party. Uh, do you have anything on that? Joey is back, ladies and gentlemen. Very, very, very nice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, where you at? Where you at, Joey? Joey, it's time, Joey. You've been, you got to wake up, man. You've been, I know you've been sleeping, but uh, it's it's time to go. I'm, I'm looking for Joe. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Joey, wake up, man. Time out, Joey. Time out, Joey. Bro, you tried to skip over several things, and I thank you for that, uh, Chris. I really do yeah. thank you for that because, yeah, but so first of all, uh, we go to the back. And we got uh, Pierce and Cecil Cecil B. DeVille, and uh, theories back there, and Owens. Oh no, no, that was that was after the uh, male. That was before the female segment. The male segment was before the theory name change segment. Wait, wait, okay, so oh, oh, oh so there was a precursor to the twenty four seven. Is that what you're there saying? Was a, there, oh, was, yeah. there was there was a there was a bachelor party. Right. segment and then the theory segment was sandwiched in between the bachelor party and the bachelorette party segment 
Ah, uh, okay. See, I, I missed I missed the first half of that. So go ahead. Yeah. So you go ahead yeah. and explain the bachelorette gimmick. So so it was a bachelor party when them coming out, R Truth, Tozawa, Reggie s- appeared to be drunk and said it was the best bachelor party ever. And um and that was really just a that was really the gist of it. <laughs> and then they go into the theory segment when it Pierce and, and, and DeVille. Yeah, and Owens now wants Ezekiel allies to take a lie detected. <laughs> Why, bro? Like, what What did he do to you? All the guy is saying is, oh, I'm a Zeke, I'm Elias' younger. That's all he's saying. What did he do to you that you want him to take a lie detector test? Yes, yes. That's and the angle, though, reason, bro. That's the angle. For some reason, Kevin Owens is the only person that cares about this. He's coming off of Austin, person. coming yeah. off of Austin, which is yeah. supposed to elevate him. Think yes. about that, bro. That's supposed yes. to elevate him. Yes, it is supposed to elevate him. He he caused Austin to come out of retirement. Now, Austin was the last person to stay true to his retirement. I think Michaels, he stayed true for about like eight years. Uh, Terry Funk, you know, he had about 18 incarnations. Foley stayed true for a few years and came back. Austin was the only one. Even Bret Hart came back for a WrestleMania match against uh, Vince McMahon. Austin was the last person to stay true. 19 years, he he gives it up. He gives it, relinquishes his retirement for Kevin Owens. So Kevin Owens is like, man, almost two decades, I get Austin to come out of retirement just for the next night to be in an angle with someone who's saying that they're Elias's brother. But Chris, after that angle with Owens, with he got the Austin rub. Aren't you questioning this? Aren't you waiting outside of Vince McMahon's door and say, Vince, I just got the rub of a lifetime. Yes. Why are you taking me 10 rungs down? Why? Yes. Yep. Because this definitely isn't elevating Ezekiel. No, bro. Not at all. Not yeah. at all, man. Yeah. And let's not let's not let's not gloss over the fact, Vince, that Austin Theory is no longer Austin Theory. Did you check that? He's, He's just theory now. Theory. He's just theory. Yeah. The winner and new undisputed WWE champion theory. Yeah. And and think about this to Chris too. Like, bro, what did they waste all our time with that Vince McMahon stuff? For? Like, what what came out of that, bro? Yeah, exactly. What came what came, came out, of- out of that? What came out of the so you had mumbles for weeks? <laughs> you you had mumbles telling us what an eraser was for for yes. four weeks, Chris. For yes, four weeks. yes, mumbles schooling us on the on an eraser to eventually uh, continue to emasculate theory to basically uh, that's just like uh, some type of initiation to make him stronger. He's the chosen one, and he. But by the way, sidebar: he keeps beating Finn Balor, although he's not being built up very highly. He keeps beating Finn Balor all the time, though. 
and there and is another, so, and there is another match next week. Thank God. Yes, uh, for the title. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, but, so theory, in theory, will be the U.S. champion next week, uh, Vince. Well, well, and without Vince McMahon's knowledge and wisdom and whatever else yes, he was past, because yes. we haven't seen that in four weeks now. Yes, Mumbles is is done. He, he's he's no longer so. The mumbles led to a Austin stunner. Did you ever? Did you catch that stunner? Uh, I know that you don't watch. There is a YouTube video that I caught today. Uh, You got to watch it, bro. It's (laughs) Mick Foley watching Vince take the stunner in real time. Mick Foley almost had a heart attack, bro. I never saw Mick Foley laugh that hard in my. He's he was literally crying. You gotta watch it, bro. It's it's incredible, man. (laughs) It's so funny, bro. You gotta watch it. You'll love it, man. What what is it under? I I would I would just put in Mick Foley watching Vince McMahon take Stunner at WrestleMania. Gotcha. And it, it'll come up. Oh, it's gotcha. so funny, bro. Okay. So funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look at it. Um yeah. uh oh okay. I'm I'm reading it. I'm looking at it. <laughs> oh see, my gosh, yeah. You watch <laughs> he's crying. He <laughs> is crying. <laughs> he is crying. I thought that was so funny, bro. <laughs> oh wow, he's crying. Yeah, that is hilarious. I agree. Absolutely hilarious. Uh so yeah. Um so no more, no more, no more, no more, no more bumbles. Man, where where'd he go? Where'd he go, Vince? Where where's where's I don't know? At? Maybe maybe Ezekiel will need him next. You know? Ah, there you go. So we'll have more uh we'll we'll have another segment with Mumbles. Bro, back. I had I, I had a crack up when I was reading reports. Uh, you know, because that stunner was like beyond embarrassing, you know, and I'm reading that report. Oh, Vince McMahon was taking it pretty good backstage and having a good laugh and laughing at himself. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me, bro? Give me a break. Vince McMahon laughing at himself. No, bro. I guarantee you Vince lost sleep for oh, he was living. over that, bro. He was living. Yeah. Come yeah, on, man. man. Why would he why would he try to eat that stunner right there then? Like he, he was so groggy. He had to use the ropes to come back and then he just kind of limped. Like it just and, and then was, what does he do, bro? He kills Austin in the meantime. Bro, in that one segment, he he killed. Uh, uh, McAfee absolutely McAfee had to sell these clotheslines and then he kills Austin he kills Austin after that bro oh man yeah I I think this whole segment was really ruined by uh, by Vince unfortunately not bro I swear to God I hate to tell you this Chris but the fact that he did that at 76 I'm wondering now, bro, if that's going to be an ongoing thing. So Vince McMahon can say he wrestled at 80. I'm telling you, bro, who knows? Vince, that wouldn't wouldn't surprise me for sure. Uh, Next we get uh, the... So we talked about the segments. So before the woman's segment was the Sonya Deville blindside with, uh, with Bianca Belair... Uh, she has the, you know, the, the portfolio, 
ready to name the opponent for for Bianca ends up being her. She attacks her. So I personally, I, it, the the way they did it was cheesy. But personally, I think that Sonya was a good choice just because people don't like Sonya Deville. And so it does give her, I'm looking for people who will give, uh, who has enough heat to keep Bianca as a uh, pure baby face, as, yeah. as, a, as a relevant baby face. So I think out of all the choices that you have, Sonya is a good first choice. To keep the momentum rolling with Bianca being a baby face. Yeah, no, Chris, my only problem with this is, bro, he, my only problem with this is going to be if she remains in the role as GM or whatever they call. Because how do you explain that? Mm -hmm. how, how, you know, again, bro, you, you got to show some kind of ties to the McMahons or something. Otherwise, how do you remain in an authoritative role if you're jumping the talent from behind? Yeah. So yeah. if that's addressed, I'm okay with it. But yeah. if it's not, it's like, come on, man. Like, come on. Because essentially Adam Pierce can be like, you know what? I want a universal championships uh, match. Right. I'll, just, right. I'll just book myself against Roman Reigns tonight. Exactly. You know I mean? yeah, yes. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, we get a the woman's bachelorette segment, and then we get RK Bro defeating the uh, Alpha Academy. Usos comes out in their truck. Uh, then they go to the match, and then the Street Profit they cut a mat, they cut a promo, wanting to unify, challenging for the titles, the unify the titles. Street Profits come out and say we have a title shot beforehand. All this was just to make the Usos look better, I guess. To I don't think at the end of this segment, I thought at more than anything, this made the street profits look worse. That like street profits took the brunt out of, of this segment. They weren't nest to me, they weren't necessary components to make this unification bout, you know, any better. They didn't really add any layers to it to me. Yeah, bro. It almost it almost made it look like the Street Profits did not belong, and that that, yeah. that was the whole that was the whole idea. You know, the Usos had to defeat the Street Profits to show that RK Bro and the Usos are the two top tag teams. Mm -hmm. And and again, bro, every time you come out of an angle, it's got to do something for both sides. And that's why when you look at this, like what, what does this do for these street profits? Absolutely nothing at all. I mean, bro, you, you, you could have protected the street profits by, you know, during the match, the Usos go to the outside. They take a shot at, at Orton or something. Orton gets in there, goes to nail the Usos. The Usos duck it. The Street Profits get taken out. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, Usos get the one, two, three. You could have mm -hmm. done something mm -hmm. to protect them. Yep. But to beat them straight out, I, I, I don't understand that, bro. Yep. All right. Yep, I agree. So at the end of the day, Montez gets an RKO talking about <laughs> lack show. of protection oh show yeah. bro we, yeah. somebody's got to get the rko so we can send the people home happy yeah Orton gets super kicked though double double team super kick did you see that part at the end yeah i did yes yeah yes. so uh at the end of the day the usos get the the uh the advantage on raw so it looks like they'll be trying to unify the titles so do you think that the bloodline 
captures all the main top titles. I would think it would have to, bro. I would definitely think it would have to because, you know, they also have money in the storyline with uh, Orton and and uh, Riddle. Riddle, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I, I would see. That's another thing, bro. Like, why isn't why isn't Naomi's role with the with the bloodline? I mean, bro, remember how um, uh, Cody's wife um, was the great brand uh, uh, chief branding officer. Why couldn't she be that of the bloodline? You know, dress her up in business suits. Let her speak for them. Let her represent them. Let her get them Nike deals, you know, you know, (laughs) sponsors. You know, I mean, why why couldn't she be in a role like that? She would be so much more valuable, bro. I think that with that role with Naomi, though, I think that that takes away a lot of her. I don't. I don't think Naomi's a good heel. They they try to be. Uh, they try to make her a heel a few times, and to me, it was just kind of contrived. Her mic work is her mic work isn't that strong as a heel. Yeah. Uh, it's just not very good. Uh, and then I think just she fits. You could tell that she's having fun with the glow thing. I just think that I think it's just money on the table to me. I think they're missing out with with this with the with the glow gimmick. I think the glow gimmick is a Hall of Fame style gimmick for for Naomi. They're just I think they're just booking her just really really subpar um, with with the bloodline thing. I, I I don't think that Naomi's mic work is sufficient, and I, they already have a corner person, which is Heyman. And I think that Heyman would just overshadow her if, if they keep Heyman, you know, with her. I mean, with, with, you know, with the gimmick, with the bloodline, which they probably most likely will because he adds that Mike, you know, work layer to him. Although Reigns is starting to come as on his own with the with the mic work, I still don't think it's strong enough to uh, really hold his own, though. What do you think? I, I, bro, I've hated Heyman as a part yeah, of that from day one. I, I, I just have. I mean, it, 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 it's so over the top, bro. It's like, bro, if I'm a casual fan, like serious, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. If I'm a casual fan, I'm going to really believe that Heyman is actually in love with Roman Reigns because mm. that's how he acts, bro. I, I mean, the way he looks at He's him and. Best. I mean, literally, it it looks literally like he is in love with Roman Reigns. And I I would have really kept it 100% Samoan family, bro. Bring in the dads, bring in the uncles, bring in Tamina, bring, you know, Mm -hmm. like bring in Samoa Joe. Like, you know, I I would have went all the way with that, bro. Mm -hmm. I I just, I, I never, never liked. Uh, Heyman as part of that. I just, I, I don't. Who would have been a good uh, stick man for for the bloodline to bring to put him, give him the extra layer and, and put him over. Bro, I, I, I mean, I, I honestly don't know, but I also know too. You know, Chris, that's where producing comes in. You know, I mean, if somebody's not that good. You've got to spend the time with them and make them good. Chris, I swear to you, man, I can remember the day when I first, you know, started at the WWE. And one of my first duties was I had to produce all the videos and the pre-tapes for coming to your town. 
mm-hmm. you know, this is Jeff Jarrett. We're coming to Na- we're coming to Nassau Coliseum. Blah 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 blah. I had to write all of those, bro. I remember being in the uh, pre-tape room with Sean Waltman for hours, mm-hmm. hours, Chris. He was horrible. Could not string two sentences together. Look where he got. That was work. That was yeah. work. That was producing them. That was repetition, having him do it over and over. And, and go, go to that, to his promo when he came back to the WWE and joined DX, which was one of the best promos I've ever seen in my life. But, bro, he used to suck. Mm. That's work and repetition. And, you you, you know, if, some, if, if Naomi's not that great on the stick, that's what you have producers for. That's true. Yeah. I remember watching Waltman in Global and it was, <laughs> it was just yeah. uh it was it was pretty bad, man. I mean, like his 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 um he was super athletic at Global. I mean, I remember he was light heavyweight, you know, feuding the light heavyweight championship and things like that. He was the uh lightning kid, I believe, or the yeah, yeah, he, he was, was the lightning kid. kid. Yeah, I believe he was, was, yeah, yeah. was the lightning kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, he was, you know, Mike work wasn't good at all, but, but that's what it was, was, bro. We were for hours we were mm. in there over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's that's repetition, that's work, you know, like you said, you know, there's a lot of people's if you look at people's promos from like I think Jared, your boy Jared, he posted a promo that he, he had like back in like 86 he like i think he tweeted tweeted it uh recently and it was just like man it was cringe I'm talking about cringe it was it yeah. was cringe you know yeah. so you're right it takes practice so yeah you know what else takes practice the fact that this guy right here has been working his butt off to get a specific channel yes out Yes. And the channel has attitude. What is the yes. name of the website, yes. Vince Russo? Guys, eight months, channelattitude.com. That's how long it took to build. If you go on there now, channelattitude.com, there are dozens and dozens and dozens of free clips and previews to everything we offer. Russo'sbrand.com, Hameen Media Group, uh, the BS show, the Joker's mustache, but you can sample everything and then decide if you want to join or not. You'll have a lot of fun there, bro. Go to channelattitude.com. Yes, and be sure to check out Headlocks and Halos with Dr. Chris on channel. Oh, no, 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 that's not, that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this guy right here is Vince Russo. I am Dr. Chris, and uh, be sure to check us out uh all throughout the week we have plenty of shows you'll see we see our faces on sports kita quite a bit so again thank you so much for your support go ahead and hit that like button go ahead and leave a positive comment everybody there's so many people who's involved in this show go after the show as soon as i hop off go to the comment section and just flood the comments yes. with with positive comments about how much you love the show because you know why because that boosts up the video that helps other people who don't know about how much fun we have allows them to now know and boost up the analytics and they'll talk and they'll uh, watch it for themselves and they'll be a part of the SK nation with you all. So again, thank you for your support. This guy's Vince Russo. I'm Dr. Chris. 
This is the Legion of Raw. Have a good night, everybody. Solo.